0: This is the Ignition Point Clayton Bradley Academy podcast, where every day we work to create a student-centered, positive, encouraging, but also challenging environment that promotes problem-solving, critical thinking, collaborating, and use of lifelong guidelines and life skills. We're continuing the podcast today with an interview with Nicole Whitecotton, an eighth grade ELA teacher here at Clayton Bradley Academy. She was talking about how she uses conceptual learning in her classroom, looking at tradition, the year-long theme of eighth grade. Now we rejoin the podcast with Kendall Terry and Nicole Whitecotton. Well, and then analyzing those traditions that you do have and, and trying to figure out how does this play into who I want to be. And that's a big mm-hmm. question to ask a 13-year-old or yes. 14-year-old. Yes, yes. Um, you know, the that, that concept that you were talking about of fate for mm-hmm. an eighth grader to be thinking about, like, am I who I am and where I am just because stuff just happened to me or am I going to take some ownership to to why that is the case and that's that's a difficult thing for a 13 14 year old to to grasp but the conversation for them now hopefully will come back up as they're going into high school as they're going off into college or a career path or whatever that next step is for them of Am I allowing the world to just kind of shape me into whoever I might be? Or do I have some ownership here and say, no, I want to be who I want to be and not allow just the world to shape me into whatever happens?
1: Because and here's the beautiful thing, Mr. Terry, is that when we look at third quarter fate, it's a very personal thing. And and I, I let we have conversations that are very real to them but we're talking about the civil war and we are learning about the civil war and we are learning about what racism looked like then versus what racism looks like now. And we are looking at whether or not the people could have avoided the civil war. Did they have any choice in their lifetimes that would have avoided the civil war or Mm -hmm. had decisions been made way back at the constitution that set us up for failure that were, that's completely out of our hands and it gets to us during that time period in the 1860s is war inevitable. And the students have to really grapple with this answer of the decisions of the people that came before me may have made war inevitable. Mm. And they then have to consider not only that the people, their parents and grandparents made decisions that brought them to CBA Right? Which means that they have a different future than they would have had had they gone to a different school. Right. But they also have to think what decisions am I making now that are going to affect my grandkids? Yeah. And this is a heavy concept that I get to introduce to them, which is amazing because their brains are so eager to be important. They want to be important and by talking about the fact that they play a role in their grandkids future it's amazing mr like i get i get emotional about it yeah. because when i was 13 i didn't think about that <laughs> i didn't think about the fact that i was making decisions right then that would affect my grandkids and they may forget that right. but in when they're out in high school or when they get to college they'll think back and they'll think about Wow, my teacher did talk about this, you know? And there's that foundation for them to then hook that information to. It's so much more meaningful when I'm able to link the civil war. Like who, who cares? Ninety percent of eighth graders don't care about civil war. Right. <laughs> right? Because they think they know enough. And most people do know enough about the actual Civil War, but how do we make it meaningful to us and how do we learn from history because that makes us better people? And I think that 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 idea, that's why my conceptual learning, that's why conceptual learning, I'm so passionate about it, is because it's more than just learning what happened. It's learning how to make life better by knowing our history.
0: Yeah. So let's take just a little bit deeper of a dive here, because we've talked about that kind of the overarching concepts. You've talked about what happens at each quarter and and that sort of thing. And and it's clear that you have a historical background as you're talking about these concepts. But one of the other things that you do teach are the ELA standards uh, for our eighth graders. And then that important part of what we do here of that integration step into science and into math and and the way that you work with your partner, uh, Dan, Um, so take a little bit deeper of a dive so you've got these C3 standards of of topics and ideas that that you're trying to help your kids move through Mm -hmm. and and the standards that we're trying to master in the C3 framework but then you're also responsible for these other standards the ELA standards which Involve your English and and your reading, your literature, mm-hmm. your your even the public speaking side comes through ELA standards and stuff too. So how do you when you're looking at at an activity and and you may want to just kind of walk through one activity that you've done uh, with students that connects up this whole idea, the broader concept all the way down to even some of the specific things that you're doing in class, some of the projects, how are you incorporating the writing? How are you incorporating the reading? How are you trying to integrate with the science and math that may be happening as well in eighth grade to really put that whole like bow on what we do at CBA?
1: Sure. Um, So since we've already talked about quarter three, a a little bit, I mean, with that fake component and then bringing in the, the ELA standards. So my novel study for quarter three is called Riot and it is by Walter Dean Myers. And he brings, um, he created a screenplay that to my knowledge has never even actually been on stage, but it has been put in book form. And it is um, about the riots in the North during the draft, during the Civil War. And it brings in this whole new perspective of what it was to live in the North, while the South was in a raging war over a topic that most people didn't care about. And and when I say most people, people were passionate about it, don't get me wrong, but, uh, but only about 5% of people actually owned more than one slave. Mm. Um, so whenever we look at this like, we wanna keep our slaves, yeah, the war was about slavery, 100%. I, I will never deny that. But we have to look at this bigger picture of this us versus them component, racism. There's so much more that played into it. And this, and there was a lot of feelings of loss of power mm. that was going on in the nation at the time. Yeah. And so in the North, we look at a fictional story with real people in it. Um, Walt Whitman is a character in the story as oh, wow. himself. <laughs> Um, but it's it's um it's a story about attitudes towards race, attitudes towards the South that opens an eighth grader's eyes to the fact that not everybody in the North was an abolitionist, nor did they even care mm. about what was happening in the South, and that it actually created almost as much tension in the north as it did in the south and i think it's really easy to have these black and white lines in our head about the north versus the south when really it was ideals and it was a struggle yeah. that was far deeper than that and so by looking at this inevitability of the war which by the end of the quarter we realized that it was the decisions of the of the past that made it nearly it was it was almost inevitable it had to come to a head and um we read we discuss we have um we do analytical um, things with the reading based on that larger topic and then we also write and one of the key points that I use to support the whole year is that in order to convey the message whether it's um trying to defend something that we believe is important with our legacy, or if we're trying to preserve a tradition or anything like that, we have to be effective with our words, both speaking and writing. And so I'm able to bring in those nuanced, smaller skill, uh, you know, skills of, do you know how to write an effective sentence? And then all of that plays together under this umbrella of the concept of fate so those it's almost like i'm sneaking it's like when you sneak (laughs) the vegetables in in a delicious meal a delicious casserole to get people to eat their their broccoli yeah so it's like sneaking those veggies in the students know they're there but it's so good that they don't it's not like we spend a lot of uh tears over it yeah and then I assess everything at the same time. I'm assessing concepts in social studies as well as skills in writing, as well as the ability to express yourself in a group, the ability to have a discussion, your reading skills, all of those things play together in the assessment of one unit. So it's not like I have an assignment for this, an assignment for this, an assignment for this. It's much more holistic. Which I don't think eighth graders here truly appreciate, <laughs> because
0: <laughs> well, asking a, a middle schooler to appreciate uh, anything, um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> even the things they like, uh, can be a challenge, right? Yeah, that's awesome. How do you look at the relationship between you and Diane being your counterpart in eighth grade, and how what what it it's one of those we talk about integration and and one of the things we know at CBA is the the older the student gets, integration has to be very strategic it has to be very intentional yes. um, and I know that even as a teacher here uh, as well in the high school you know there were times that we tried to make an integration piece happen and it was like the science and the math on this are just not going to be able to integrate because what standards the, sci- the math teacher is trying to have their kids master and the standards I'm trying to get them to master mm-hmm. in science sometimes don't overlap in a, mm-hmm. in a positive way and the kids know it's forced then and and it becomes fake in essence and and that's what we want to avoid we want to make our learning real and real Mm -hmm. world so when you're trying to make that connection between you and and dan and and so now dan's looking at what he's needing to get kids to master and understand in science and math what you're trying to get them to understand and master in history and and english where where are those times that that man this really fits well and 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 we've had a lot of success with that really creates more value in that learning?
1: Whenever we can um, both. This is our third year teaching as a team. And the first year was deep, deep in COVID. (laughs) So (laughs) last year was shallow in COVID. And in this year, we're really coming into our own um, as a team. And it's so wonderful. But there are things that we so I will give you an example of a plan that we are developing that is going. I mean, like we're both so excited about it. So Dan, <laughs> it's
0: early on. So anybody listening, it might change. It's, right? <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: It's so exciting though because Dan does um, part of his curriculum is to do um, physical science. Wow, my brain woo, is to do physical science, and he does a roller coaster um, event, and he has made it into a phenomenal job because he has incorporated many math standards into it because they have a budget mm-hmm. and they also have um a production team they also have you know an ads in production everything every component and then they physically build the roller coaster right. they have to know the trajectory of the loop they have to have this these things and everything costs money every component and it's all wonderful and so we worked together on that last year in that we supported each other in the classrooms we were flexible with each other i supported the writing and he, it was just really good but it wasn't a fully integrated but this year this year we are actually going to bring my work into it into the legacy and it's going to be like roller coaster tycoon okay and so we are going to be bringing in some real people that ha- that were in in the field of physics and innovations um, for instance carnegie brought steel to america steel is necessary for roller coasters so that's going to be a component of some of the things but we're going to be bringing economic standards which are my standards into nice. it nice. and we are we are going to fully integrate the entire project in the legacy component as well as dan's fourth quarter concept and we are stoked because this year we really do have all of the pieces of being able to be a true team. And it so far this year, we have just been rolling in such a good direction. We're excited to have a meaningful project that is a fully integrated. Now, when we talk about support, and flexibility 100 percent of the time he's helping me i have i have projects where they need to understand math concepts and he supports that in the classroom right and some people call that integration and i do believe that because we are a team right right but it's not that the whole project is fully integrated but it's still very meaningful because the kids know that everything that they do happens in both classrooms yeah no matter what
0: well and i think looking even for that local connection you know if anybody listening uh you know knows Dolly Parton and wants to connect us with her and get her in here we would accept that but
1: 100%, um, <laughs>
0: 100%, 100%. but I was I was actually just listening to some it was like this short documentary on uh, Dolly Parton and you know her idea of wanting to bring a a theme park to Pigeon Forge and the family that owned what is now Dollywood but wasn't called Dollywood then saying hey wait we've already got a theme park here why don't you just come on board with us and then and then how that park was transformed. I mean, it's had various iterations. If you go now, it looks a little bit more, although it's still very, um, I'm trying to think of the word that would go with it, but there's still a lot of those old school parts of Dollywood that you can find when you go looking. The traditional, um, <laughs> you know, the 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 roller co- or the roller um, or train that they have that goes through the park. Blazing and, Fury. And, you know, some of those <laughs> older rides. But in the middle of that, she's built, you know, with this partnership and a pretty amazing park yes. there in Pigeon Forge. And and they've expanded this idea with Silver Dollar City and and some of the stuff in Branson, Missouri as well. And so it's just it's one of those like that's still that real world connection. Like there are people that that have done this idea mm-hmm. that have taken this like I'm not just wanting to build an, a thing. I'm wanting to build a, a legacy. A legacy. Yep. Um, and obviously, you know, Dolly Parton has built an amazing legacy to help the the area that she um, was born in and raised in but also uh, impacting education through her reading programs yeah. and stuff all over the world um, and you so would
1: think that you've done an NHD project on this. well before, you know Mr. I have Terry. had a daughter that, that <laughs> has gone through
0: that process but uh, just you know also just the you know it, it's it's a fascinating study to really find these people yeah. that have really changed trajectories yes. of people and and Dolly you know she made her money and kind of got known for in country music but, the impact that she's had on the world, I mean, far outweighs the music that she produced. Yes,
1: And, and, and using somebody like Dolly Parton in a very real way helps the kids to understand these concepts, but they're also learning historic, critical thinking steps, things that they have to consider. Yeah. And it makes it personal because now they're like, wow, she came from poverty, and on purpose, she has... Not just become a star, but she has changed the world one little thing at a time. Absolutely, on purpose.
0: Absolutely, and you know her impact in literacy. People don't even understand, but yep. has it will have huge ramifications for for uh, individuals in the future because we know that if you are literate, your chance and your trajectory is much as yep. a much more than if you're illiterate. Yep, and so. Uh, I love that part of, of her legacy that she's leaving but this idea I'm excited to see this I saw the the roller coasters last year which went well beyond the roller coasters that I project that I did mm-hmm. with my kids uh, yeah. and in different activities but it was because he was thinking well deeper into the standards and what I had been using that project for yeah. when I was I was doing it to really teach collaboration and and critical thinking problem solving but the, the standards that he really brought out in that project were, were pretty incredible and I'm excited now to hear and see uh, where this goes yeah. uh, with the whole eighth grade yeah. this year so that'll be fun to see well we we've talked a lot about uh, conceptual learning and brain research and, and how we implement that and and how it looks even down to specific standards specific, uh, integration of concepts and ideas and, and text and writing and discussion topics and everything else. And so I think we have covered everything. Uh, thank you so much for being on it's the podcast yeah. and for what you do in the CBA community with our eighth graders and our middle school. And uh, we encourage you if you have any uh, questions or you want to see some of this in action, uh, please uh, go to our website, claytonbradleyacademy.org find out more information. We'd love to give you a tour to show you around. We really embrace this mission of wanting our kids to be able to critically think, problem solve, collaborate, and then use those lifelong guidelines and life skills that we know will help make them successful in whatever path they choose to take, to really leave a legacy Um, with the people in their life and affecting those grandkids as you talked about (laughs) that was an awesome idea so thank you so much for listening today and we hope that you have a wonderful day